Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with... Billy and Jen. With Billy and Jen. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the... I don't know, is this the 30th? We might be close to 30... Talk with Billy and Jen. 30 podcasts. And we're super grateful for all of you that are um, tuning in. Hey, one thing, um, if you want to... Many people have asked, like, hey, how can we get... How can we ask questions? And one of the ways to really ask questions that we could talk about right here on air in this Netflix special is um, through our social media, Billy's Mafia um, on Instagram. On Instagram, <laughs> and um, we've had a, you can DM us in there and ask questions, or you can do it in the feed. If you do it in the story, it disappears. So that's probably not the best place to ask questions. But if you do it in the feed on one of the pictures or whatever, um, we had someone recently, actually had a few people ask us questions. Um, why do you only go 30 minutes on your podcast? Do longer, which thank you. Thank you for wanting more. We appreciate that. We kind of live by the motto in life, leave people wanting more. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in church where preachers would preach for so long, oh, my dad, gosh. and I just wanted to die. My so dad. I think for us, 30 minutes feels right. And right. I feel like if you can't say what you need to say in that amount of time, and I, this is just my personal opinion, because there's some podcasts out there that go for an hour that are awesome that we love. Um, but if you can't say what you need to say in 30 minutes, then, you know, you, songwriters will say in three minutes what public True communicators story. can't say in 30 minutes. True That's story. what I find impressive. So Vic, you're a songwriter. Vic the Soundcheck writes songs, and she does that really well. And so I think we, we're kind of condensers, and we just kind of want to keep it. Also, it's like if you're driving into work or driving home from work, you, you can just pause it. You know, like if it's an hour If you're long, walking on the treadmill podcasts, at the gym, totally. who walks for an hour? But you could walk for 30 minutes. Well, you know, sometimes great podcasts makes you walk for an hour. You look down, you're like, wow, I've well, been walking for an hour. <laughs> so. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for rating. Thank you for all of those, all the feedback. We love it. We love it so, so much. Um, yeah. yeah. Hope you're enjoying summer. We, uh, I was out playing golf the other day. I don't know. I don't know if this matters, but it's important to me. I got a birdie. A birdie. I don't know if you know what a birdie means, babe. Do you understand what a birdie is? So, I, like, I'm learning these. Par these is like on this particular hole. They said if you make it in four shots, then you are that's par. You're doing what you should do. I made it in three shots. Hello, and it was documented. Yeah, you did on TV. <laughs> you, <okay. laughs> or a friend's cell phone, which is the same thing. Um, that's the fourth birdie of my life. <laughs> Every time you say birdie, because our dog is triggered by the word bird, his ears, his curiosity is just seriously. Well, let's hit him over the head and put him out of his misery. You know what? You, I feel like you're verbal abusive towards our dog. I'm taking it personal. You are? And for all the dog lovers, you're you're making them not like you so much because... There are more dog lovers in the world than okay. haters. Then let me just get this out there. Then please do. I you're apologizing. You're going to apologize right would now. Would love yes our dog yes with a little ranch pepper salt seared. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bark, dog. I'll eat you. <laughs> As we're speaking, his little ears looking out the window at a birdie. Yes, um, good yeah. times. Hey, I don't know if people listening. And we're going to get into our talk today. I don't know if people listening, though, realize that, um, Jen, you own a candle company. I do. Um, called? Sweet Serenity Candles. Sweet Serenity Candles. I love them. I'm biased, but they're super classy. Yes. Um, your website. for every moment. Yeah, you have a website, right? Yep. I What's think you're a, official when you have a website, And right? what is the website? <laughs> it's www.sweetserenity.store. I don't think you have to put the www but, up front. <laughs> but I needed to do it for I feel for like effect. that's inferred in the 20th century. No, um, just the other day, someone said, what's your website? They sent it back to me, century. and they left out the WW. I'm like, uh, not to insult your intelligence, but you got to put www.sweetserenity. No, you don't. That's what, it's what she said to me, that you did. 
Oh she my goodness. Is she a hundred? Okay, anyways. Um <laughs> that's just that's so it's WW stands for World Wide Web. We already know that. Like it's a given. Just stick it in your browser, it'll come up. <laughs> yeah, that now that'll preach. Stick it in your browser, son. <laughs> stick that in your pipe and smoke it. What? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But, but we're talking about Sweet Serena Candle Company. I love it. You have a few scents. They're super classy. They're all over our house. And here's what we kind of thought we wanted to do. And this was this is my a subtle way of trying to get my wife's company to sponsor our podcast. <laughs> I don't think it we works. We yet that to way. have any corporate sponsors. So this is a, this is and this is me sponsor. trying to schmooze you a little bit, babe, so that you will use your company to sponsor us. Like, for instance, I need to be paid. <laughs> you do and need to be I paid. wish the company would pay me for this. Um, but we're gonna give you a di- we're gonna give you a discount if you order. Yes, in the next discount. couple weeks, you will get fifty percent. I think off. we said the first twenty five thirty five orders that come yes. in. There's a discount code on the website, right? Is that where they order on the yep, website? On the website, and, and you we- can also follow on Instagram, Sweet Serenity Candle. Mm-hmm. But um, what's the code? It's it's all caps coffee. 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 And you're going to get 50% off. 50% off? We're going to lose money. Yeah. What in God's name? Off. Because I love You're going to lose money. We wanted to show our love and appreciation to all our listeners. So go check out the- True story. So Sweet we're not Serenity. advertising this on the website. We won't advertise this on social media. We but literally wanted listening. to say thank you to the faithful. I think we average about 800 listeners a week. We've have- our listenership is probably pushing 12, 15,000, which is awesome. But um, we want to say thank you to yes. you for listening to the podcast. So the only place we're mentioning this, if you like candles, and we love candles. If you don't, Who doesn't cool. like a candle? I don't Let's know. just talk about that I love that them, for a but second. if you don't, no Come big on. deal. But for you, 50% off if you just use the promo code COFFEE. And they're all natural soy wax, um, and they're beautiful. What's I've your got, favorite scent right now that we have going? Um, I've got one called Happy Hour. It's kind of got that mm. volcano smell. Also, and who came up? Who came up with the name? I'm you just, did. You okay. did. Your little name. Do I genius. get paid for that part of it? Also, or? the season one is lavender and citrus. It's a beautiful scent. <laughs> Date night is got a very masculine musky scent. So check that out for all the gentlemen. What's the winter who like, one? Winter nights. Oh, who came up with that name? You did. It's, oh, do I get paid for that? Honestly, that's another favorite. It's birch and um, smoke leather. So it's just very like Ooh. winter. It smells like a winter night. Um, yeah. And we've got some fall scents that we'll, we'll, we'll release in the fall. So that's awesome. have fun. Check it out. Okay. Man, our first, first corporate sponsor, right? Is it, Do we seal the deal here? Are you going to sponsor our podcast? <laughs> I'm going to sponsor the podcast. Do I get a salary? Nope. What? <laughs> um, you are the vice president, though. So, Hey, our last podcast, <laughs> I am? I didn't even know I was the vice president. Yeah, when you just set up an LLC, office? you got to set all that up. You know what I mean? Like, that's oh, a thing. <laughs> um, I'd like to have a board meeting after this. You've actually been a, a vice president on two companies. Oh, okay. Now you started. <laughs> oh, you just want everyone to know you start multiple companies. Okay, moving right along. Um, we got a ton of great feedback, a lot of feedback from our last podcast. Um, uh, and we were talking about pornography, in fact, and lust and so much feedback that we thought, you know, there was more to be said. And so we, we thought we'd come back and do part two of that. And so that's what we're doing today. We're going to continue discussing the subject matter, which is awkward, if I'm going to be honest. Like, uh, it makes me feel awkward to talk about it. But here's the thing. We aren't talking about it enough. I do think there are people yeah. out there that talk about it too much. And they make sex and sex doctors. And they make it really weird. And you're like, oh, my God. And we definitely, this will not become the porn podcast. Just like it won't become the sex podcast or the marriage podcast. We're just going to talk about life and every aspect of life. We're going to have honest conversations. You know, when we sit exactly. around the fireplace around our house, we talk about everything. everything. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, so I don't want you to think like we're, but it merits us coming back to 
continue this conversation because I think it's so real for people. And in fact, I've had a decent amount of people that um, we have relationship with come and talk to me even personally in regards to this, which I think is healthy. I think it's healthy. I also, think- it's and part of this is because we've seen it ruin people's lives because there hasn't been maybe an honest conversation early on, or they've just never got to a place where they could confess or find help or healing. And it's it's ruined marriages, it's ruined people's careers, it's ruined families. And so, and not only have we seen it happen, people. but we have firsthand felt the destructive powers of porn addiction yeah. in our own lives. Yeah. You know, and so that's real. It's not just something that we've seen, um, been you know, bystanders or spectators. And like, I, I regret to say, but it's a fact I've participated in that. I participated in that for the majority, for the first half of my life, in fact, which is scary to say. Um, um, but I think on the, on the, on the, on the other side of that, there's a lot to be learned mm-hmm. and gleaned. Do I wish, um, if I could go back and change it, what I I would, man, I would. It was so dark. There was so much darkness, and even to this day, I have to fight temptations and struggles and battles that, um, you know, I brought on myself with that addiction over the years and not fighting and not being honest with myself. But I would not change what I know now today and walking in victory and not a hundred percent like people are like. Oh, so you never struggle with sexual temptation or lust or porn ever. Like, no way. And anyone who tells you that that's the case, they're either 95 and on their deathbed, especially for a dude. Oh, they're not being honest. Of course I do. But the question is, here's the question I always ask guys when we talk about this, whenever we have these vulnerable conversations. Everyone fights lust, the battle of lust. My question is this, are you winning or are you losing? That's where are you at in the fight? For girls too, it's not just sure. Like- yeah, and I'm I, I actually obviously don't talk to women about lust, you know. But you know, so in my world it would just be with men. But we've we established last time when we talked about this that women struggle with it just as much. But everyone struggles with it. The mm-hmm. question is, are you winning the fight or are you losing the fight? Um, I'll never forget. And are you even fighting? You know. Remember that one time I was caught in Bondi Beach? I went to Bondi Beach. We were in Australia, and I'm swimming in the current, and I got caught in a riptide. And for 30 minutes, probably 35 minutes, just swimming, swimming, swimming against the current. And I got confused, and I know how to get out of current, but for whatever reason, I was scared because there were great whites in the area, and I'm in Australia. <laughs> and I was supposed to be in a wetsuit, but I wasn't. Oh I was in, and, and you I was went freezing. Everything I told you, please hy- don't go. It's hypothermia too cold. was setting in, but I'll never forget. For forty-five minutes, I swam against the current. I gained no ground. <laughs> I wore myself out to the point of exhaustion where I think I was almost done. And it wasn't until um, an Australian surfer came over, helped me, and got me out of the current and pushed me in. Right, like then I caught the wave. I think sometimes we we're fighting the wrong way, and so we're not getting anywhere. And so the I'm not saying mm-hmm. like. Are you winning the fight doesn't mean do you always win because there are losses. We do fail, and that's happening. Please don't let your failures define your future. The question is, though, are you are you actually gaining ground in this area of your life? And swimming against a current is exhausting, and you're just never going to win. So what you should do if you're caught in a current and make the parallels with me is swim sideways, get out of the current, and then start to take ground. And so my question is like this. you know, We talked about this last time. When facing sexual temptation, the Bible, which we are referencing, says flee. Defense wins championships. Offense might win a game. Don't try and fight it head on. You can't win. I know that sounds discouraging, but it's just strategic fighting. You can't win against this. Lust Mm. is bigger than you. It's more insatiable than you'll ever be. You can't outlast it. So get away and fight 
fight another way. So for me, it's defense. It's like, okay, I'm going to set up boundaries. I'm going to eliminate as many opportunities for me to access pornography in my world or see, I'm going to do that. Even when it comes to my own eyes, like we have a thing in our house with our sons, we call it bouncing our eyes. So like if, uh, and it's so funny to watch and people are shocked, but I'm so proud of my boys. They're grown men now, 18, 19 years old, but we'll be watching TV. A commercial comes on, girl steps out of a pool, dripping wet in a bikini. Boom. All of our heads turn. And there's some guys in our and they'll be like, what just happened? I'm like, oh, I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. I do want to see it. Can I just be honest? Honest conversations? Totally. I actually do want to see it. But I know watching and looking at that is not good for my soul and for me as a man because my eyes are for you only and I want to see you. And that's God's actually happy about me wanting to see you naked and dripping in water. <laughs> you know, like, okay, why did I take it that far? That's awkward. Pick the sound chick just frowned at me. Um <laughs> So I bounce my eyes because I'm like, listen, I'm not going to let that get in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look away. I'm going to mm-hmm. look away. I'm going to protect myself. You're like, what? What are you going to Is that porn? No, it's not. But you build that up day after day, week after week, month after month. Come on, guys. Play smart. Right. Like, oh, man. Like, just looking at a girl in a bathing suit is not a big deal. Right. But if you allow yourself consistently to look at the girl in the to bathing suit or the pool, one, yeah. to watch the girl jogging and gaze upon her and let your eyes rest upon her and you, and you dwell on it. Like, you don't think that's not going to play out later in your life, future, two weeks down the road, three weeks down the road, a month down the road. Like, who are you, you fooling, man? Mm-hmm. Like, set up boundaries. So, fight right. Don't swim against the current. Get out of the current. Fight another way. That's so great. Bam. Babe, let me ask you this question because this is, I think, where we came from. The last podcast, I kind of shared kind of our story in our first year of marriage. I had been struggling with porn the majority of my life up to that point ever since I knew what it was. And I just I determined, like, I need to confess this mm-hmm. to my wife. I need to be honest. You didn't know. And when I told you, um, it was really, really hard for you. I think sometimes we kind of, like, the person who struggles with porn, like, it's, like, it's all centered on them. Like, how are they going to overcome this? How can they defeat this? How can they be victorious? How can they get out of this this kind of cycle down that we find ourselves in and porn addiction? Um, but I would love to come from the perspective and really love to hear from you, like, what it did to you for me to confess that to you. If I can be honest, for me, confessing that to you, although it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do, there was an enormous amount of relief that came on the tail end. It was the most painful thing I've ever done. Watching you be so hurt was was mortifying, but I would not be telling the truth. I didn't say like the next day or two, like I'm like, oh my God, like I'm free. Like I no longer have to share this burden, this dirty little secret by myself. Yeah, I've told someone, which gets you that much closer to getting well, to fixing it, to remedying the problem. So for me, very hard, but then I started to feel better. Like, oh, finally, it's out. I don't have to hide anymore. But for you, maybe not the same story. Well, I will say that there there was a bit of a relief for me. I didn't know what was going on, but I think every woman and wife, they know something might be off. I never knew what it was, but there was times that I just, there was something off. And when you did confess it, there was a, like, I was, there was a relief, like, okay, at least all of that, all of the, the secrets are now uncovered. So there was a relief. But days later, I would say the, f- the first emotion that I had to really work through was, I'm not enough. If he has such an insatiable desire to want to look at other women besides me, then what's wrong with me? Wow. And that's a real reality. And you would have been 18 years old. Well, 19. Yeah, it was was our first year of marriage. Yeah, Yeah, our first year of marriage. I was super young. Yeah, you're an 18 year old, just like in the prime of your life, gorgeous, beautiful, and you're wrestling with thoughts like, I'm not enough. And I, and, and I, 
all girls, you know, there's, there's always that question growing up. And I think we, even as raising a daughter, my, my goal is to always just encourage her, wash her with my words and give her positive self-esteem. What does that mean? Wash her with my words. I'm just saying that because I understand because I've been in church my whole life, but you just dropped wash her with my words. And someone's like, what is that? You know, we can say things to girls. Do you spit on her and then wipe it off? (laughs) Okay. I get the point. But we can say things to, to women or girls. Yeah. That can be very like, Oh, like why, like how much do you weigh? Oh my God. Are you a yeah, size 10? Are, like, are you a size like, six? Do you not work out enough? There's just comments <laughs> we can make saying. that start creating this insecurity in our physical appearance, but like really creating a space, you know, with my words with towards serenity to really encourage her in her physical appearance. But for me, it was the question, I'm not enough. Like if my husband is wanting to, to look at other things, watch other women and, and have this little dirty little secret and then I find out that was the biggest thing for me to process was I was not enough and to work through that insecurity. And then this, I think the thing that I had to do, you know, I didn't know it at the time. At the time, it was just overwhelming, I think, emotionally. But I remember the only thing I could turn to was God. And I say as a woman or a wife, I had to turn to God. And that was the thing that anchored my heart. And if you, you know, you're, you're an incredible man. So this is a, this is not a situation where a husband who is neglecting his marriage Mm -hmm. and his family, you were amazing. You were, I mean, you were leading and you were living life so well, but then there was this, 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 you know, bondage or secret. And so I, you were an incredible man and I had to make the commitment in my heart to keep even being intimate with you. Cause the first, the second thing was I wanted to withdraw sexually because I felt like, what's the point? I'm not enough. Like I felt like, what if, what if he's thinking of, you know, the image he saw on the computer screen when he's sleeping with me or, or, or we're being intimate, but I had to commit to no, keep being intimate and, um, really working through that. Honestly, it was a journey. Yeah. And I would say up to two years ago, um, I went to counseling for the first time consistently for myself, not for this, not for this, but I would still say that there were things that I should have probably dealt with even in counseling earlier on that would have helped me. So I wouldn't even say going to counseling as a couple or even as a wife working through some of these things. And I remember that. And yeah, I mean, and that's, that's the other side of it. Right. And I remember, you know, trying to convince you, I think you conveyed that to me in one way or another, you know, which is obvious, like, you know, why do you have to look at other women? And, uh, you know, and I remember, like, why couldn't to, you just look at me? Trying you know, to convince you. An like, honest no, question. I think you're beautiful. I think you're the most beautiful. And that's the thing about porn. Porn is so, you're so removed. There's no commitment. It's, you watch another person from the shadows who doesn't know you. You don't know them. They don't know you're watching. It's, um, man, it's so fake. It's not real. And it's much easier than a real relationship. And mm-hmm. that's where the darkness, I think, sets in. And I remember um, struggling with porn, especially in my high school and college years, and thinking to myself, once I get married, It'll go this away. will no longer be a problem. Like, because I could have sex whenever I want with a beautiful woman who I love. And I, I can, like, all my fantasies can come true through that. And man, what a wake up call after our first year of marriage and finding myself, you know, I mean, the first few months, yeah, great. We're just having sex and we were young. And, but then it, it had nothing to do with my love for you. It was, a, it, was a, it was an addiction. It was an addiction. It was something that still, and I couldn't explain why, but I, I would still go back to it. It was the secret thing. It had a grip on my life. And I remember being shocked, like, oh my goodness, like I'm still tempted. And that's where we talk about how lust is insatiable. It's never going to be satisfied. If you think marrying the most beautiful woman on the planet or the, or the hottest guy on the planet is going to satiate lust, it won't. 
um, it won't do it. And um, so we found that out the hard way. And it grieves me again, just hearing you say what you said, like that you would think you're not enough. Um, And I think this is a real thing. I once had a a gentleman years ago come up to me and kind of confess, you know, in privacy that he was struggling with, you know, porn, lust, masturbation type stuff. And I was like, hey, man, thanks for saying that. And he he told me that um, he was having a real hard time in his marriage, which I was like, yeah, well, that, that kind of comes with the territory, by the way. Like if you're going to engage in that, speaking firsthand, like it's going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect your sex life. It's going to affect intimacy, not only for you. Um, it's kind of hard to delete some of those images out of your mind. That's real. And I don't want to go into that, but um, that's one of the definitely the negative effects of that. Um, and he said, well, I've been telling my wife every time I fail or every time I like, I, I look at porn or do something that I regret, you know, because I want to be honest with her and she's getting very mad at me. And so I, I kind of pried along and it, come to find out this guy would almost daily look at porn or do something like that. And then he would tell his wife and I literally looked at him. I said, do you realize what you're doing, man? Like you think that's your way of like, I'm trying to be honest. Like what you're doing is you're putting a burden on her hurting. that's yours mm-hmm. to carry, dude. And you're actually hurting her. And I was like, this is one point where instead of being honest, you're actually not being honest because you're not doing anything to change this. And what you're doing is because you're, and I, man, I had it out with this guy. I literally, I said, you're a coward. You're a coward of a man. You cannot carry this weight on your own. You have no intentions of changing it because you're doing it every single day. And now it makes you feel better to tell your wife so that she can carry the load for you. I was like, you're putting your burden on her on her, because you refuse to deal with it. And that's where yeah. I get super adamant. Like, we are going to have to deal with this stuff. I actually have a question. Oh, okay. Vic the Soundcheck, I got you going. I got you fired up. Yeah. Question from Vic the Soundcheck. And, and it's in regards to that full disclosure, because there are people that subscribe to the fact you should tell your spouse everything, like your sexual history. Right. Every encounter, every person. Like your past. Your past. And then even like marriage counselors that would say, don't do that. That's going to damage your future relationship. What would you say to that? Yeah. Man, that's a real question. (laughs) Okay. Vic just took us right into the throes of it. Jen, like, do you have a thought on that? Like, I mean, I've heard that before too. Like, you should tell them everything you did in your past. I understand because that's like, you know, being honest, keeping no secrets. But at what point? Like for this guy? Based on what it's like, that guy is like, yo, stop it. Stop telling your wife that you keep doing that until you are willing to actually fight and stop doing that. Because he was like, that kind of like was his, like his bandaid. I did it. I'm going to tell her. I did it. I'm going to tell yeah. her. It was like his way. It was like his cheap way out. Well, I think, I think we're dealing with two different t- situations that in that scenario story. Yeah. He was just, it was making him feel better in the moment just to tell his wife, but he was not taking any personal responsibility when it comes to anything addiction wise in our life. At some point, we have to wake up and take responsibility. Own our shiznit, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think shiznit, that's how we that's say what, bad words. That's what made you mm-hmm. so angry and upset is that you, he didn't own it. He wasn't taking responsibility. He wasn't doing anything else other than, I, I just I can't stop looking at it, sweetie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I oh, I want to punch him in the face, yeah. man. And so it's just, it's like, hey, be a man and own your stuff. So that's a whole other conversation. But what, what, what Victoria's saying is, I, I do remember... We had a talk early on, and um, right as we were getting married, I think it was like the week before, and we we told each other everything. And I remember you telling me at that point that you had struggled 
had struggled. Oh yeah, that's true. Not that you were, but you had struggled um, deeply with the addiction of pornography. Yeah, yeah. And to me, as a woman, there was more trust built there because I would rather know full disclosure of w- what the past was. And I have to make the decision to be a grown up and to to take responsibility of my own spirit and heart and be like, okay, I I, I need to know that, and then I want to move forward. I can't live in the past. I can't pr- keep putting what you did in the past on you. But I I actually do believe that it's healthy and helpful in marriages to have those full disclosure conversations. I think all of the details you didn't tell me like all the gruesome details. That's, that's morbid. That's not healthy. And I that's think maybe some of the counseling is yeah. what it's pointing to. Like, hey, you just do you do need to be honest though. Like, yeah. I've had an addiction with pornography, so I know what I'm getting into. And also that I can help maybe in those scenarios. And that's kind of what's happened over the last 22 years is hopefully I've done more help than harm and really sticking with that in our marriage. Yeah, that's so well said. And I subscribe to the thought that honesty is the best policy. But I will say this, and I know this is going to be controversial. And babe, I don't even know if you 100% agree with me on this. But I've, I've heard this saying, and I tend to in my 40s lean this way on whatever you're talking to. It's tell the truth 100% of the time. But don't tell 100% of the truth all the time. Meaning this, don't lie. Tell the truth. But you have to know, I don't think people can always handle all of the truth all the time. You mean all of the details. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Tell the truth. And here's the same. Tell the truth 100% of the time. Never tell 100% of the truth. At the same time, like, don't just, it's like, it's like hitting someone with like, Hey, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to be open to you. But like, if you hit them with everything at once, even though you're like, I'm just being honest, it's like, yeah, but but you're killing them. You're killing them. So don't lie. Don't lie. But I think time, we've talked about this before. Timing is everything. Like, Hey, there's a time and a place like, you know, and then like what you said, like the details, like you don't have to go into the details. And sometimes people are like, I want to know the details. Like, ah. You, you think you want them, but then when you get them, it's actually going to do more So harm. don't lie. Don't yeah. spin. Don't twist. Don't cover up. But at the same time, exactly. you don't have to give everything that comes to your mind, you don't need to put words to. Like that's, you know, and that's what I was saying to this guy. Like, you know what, man? Fight the freaking battle. Stop telling your wife. Like next time you talk to her, let it be like, hey, it's been three months and I haven't done anything. And I want you to know that. Like give her a chance. Can I ask you this, Jim? What would you say? To, and I know you've kind of alluded to this, but what would you say to people on the other side of porn addiction? Like if it's in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, engaged couple, spouses, what would you say, like what kind of encouragement would you give? Because you were, you have been, you, as far as I know, I don't think you've ever struggled with pornography at a high level. Um, you've never confessed that to me. If you'd like to right now, you can. <laughs> Sometimes I wish you would. It'd make me feel better. <laughs> okay, but you're, you're pure as the driven snow. I get it. Like, but I've, I confessed those to you over the years, and that's obviously something that I actively put defenses up in my life even today. So it's, it's a constant reminder for you. Like right now, if you like search something on the internet on your phone, I can't. Oh, why? Oh, because I've put blocks up in my life just because I and know. And you've chosen to do it's that. My, it's, it's self-inflicted. When a, when a wife forces that, and maybe that's what oh. a listener's thinking, well, I'm going to oh. force my husband or boyfriend to. Oh, my God. That's just Worst going, thing you could ever yep, do. It needs You to, want to create resentment yep. to the highest level. So just, monitoring, policing. Clear. Yeah, it's all self-inflicted. It's, self-inflicted. it's what I've decided as a man for me. And I wouldn't even impose on other men. Like, you got to be honest with you. I'm honest with me. Yep. You ask me right now, do you struggle with porn? I do not. Okay. Are you, are you, are you, are you tempted? tempted? I can be oh. on my bad days. So I have set Anybody up can. boundaries in my life, self-inflicted for the bad days. And when those bad days hit, I'm like, 
you know what? I don't have any options. So cool. I guess I'll just go for a run. I guess I'll go find my wife, kiss her on the lips and tell her I love her. <laughs> you know, like, so, but speak to the people that are the victims of that. Like, how do you get through that? What are some of the ways you handled the truth of what I told you? I think what you helped and you did so well. And when we, we had these difficult confession moments in our marriage is that you were okay with me asking questions in the right time. And I remember a few scenarios where I was just, I was, I could not get um, a thought, um, a confession or some, a conversation out of my mind. And I just needed to know more because it was just plaguing me. And we had conversations. You told me things when I asked and, and like, again, it's not all of the details, but you, you constantly spoke um, security and confidence in, into me like, Hey babe, this is, I've been struggling. I don't struggle here. And this is why. And those conversations really helped me. And I would say to every marriage, you have to commit to the hard conversations and it's not going to all happen overnight. And then the other thing is, is to um, lend trust just believe the best, continue to believe. I had to make a conscious decision to believe that that's not who you were anymore and to not project that. And I think I don't, I've not done that perfectly throughout our marriage, but I think where we have gone right is that I've had to commit to that, commit to believing the best in you and, and trusting when you're by yourself, you love me, that, that God will convict you, that you're, you're a man that loves God and your intentions are right. And I have to believe that and project that. And it brought healing. It helped me, um, in some ways cope to trust God that, Hey, if if something's off that he'll help you. And I would say to the wives, like you have to commit to that journey of like rebuilding the trust in your heart sexually and intimately. And the, the thing that you can't do and God, by God's grace is withdraw, withdraw sexually, withdraw sexually within the marriage. When your husband confesses something, don't withdraw sexually because what you need the most in a, in a marriage is to continue to have great sex and intimacy. Yeah. Easier said than done, I would I would assume. Um, I think too, and I'll say this, and speaking to the men or husbands that are listening to this that maybe are going through some of this stuff. Um, when I did confess to you, you know, what was that twenty? I don't know, twenty three years ago, right? Um, twenty two years ago, um, I had to in my mind, and I remember telling you this, like I had to be, I had to give you the right to ask me questions. Like you can ask me anything, and I couldn't get mad. And there yeah. were times where I'm like, oh my god. And I wanted to get mad, but I mean, we can actually, and now that we're, I was 20 years ago, we can play it out 10, 12 years. You just could ask me anything about anything. And I couldn't get mad. And it, sometimes I'd find myself being like, what, why are you, are you accusing me? And I'm like, okay, you know what? I broke your trust. I owe it to you. Yep. You can ask me, ask me anything, babe. Ask me anything. I'll be honest. Cause I owed it to you. Cause it, I broke that your trust. Security. Yeah, it did. Now mm-hmm. I think you can play that out over certain years. And I think one of the things we dealt with after those 12, 15 years was, Hey, I'm actually not that guy anymore. So I need you, you to, to keep yeah, asking because now it's, when are you going to believe that I'm changed? You know, and those are, we're getting down another line, but if, Hey man, if you did that, then you got to have to own that. And I'll tell you what, it was freeing for me too. Mm-hmm. And it actually helped me stay accountable because I knew I had to be honest with you and that you were going to ask. And there was an open door policy in our relationship to like, yep, you can ask. And, and I think, uh, and it breeded is, security for you. Yeah, right? A great yeah. marriage is committed to having those tough conversations. Totally. So honestly, I mean, honestly, just you being honest has been the greatest thing for me. And I've never doubted your, you know, you loved me. You were you, you, everything about me, but I think knowing what I knew, it definitely brought insecurities that I didn't even realize I had mm-hmm. and working through those on, 
and yeah. it's a journey. Well, again, uh, part two on this talk, and I know this is kind of a heavy topic, but I, I, I hope it's been helpful. We know it's been helpful from some of the feedback we've already gotten. And wherever you find yourself in this kind of spectrum of, of life and um, temptations or whatever it is, just know that there's hope. Um, we said it last time. I think it's worth saying again. Just because you fall once doesn't mean that that's a final defeat. You yeah. know, um, you can have defeats in life, but get back up. God is with us. We believe that firmly and that you can do this. And best days are ahead of us. So much. Yeah. So thanks for being honest, babe. Thank you for conversation. Being... <laughs> thank you for being honest. <laughs> thank babe. you. All right. Well, cheers to a great week. And uh, thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Cheers.